Welcome to Way Family Church. This is our sermon podcast. Today you're listening to an excerpt from our Christmas Eve candlelight service. We apologize for the audio quality as we did have technical difficulties. We did our best to put something together for you today. We hope that you're able to enjoy it. And once again, thank you so much for joining us. Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what, the, what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. The angel departed from her. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel appeared, of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Uh, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. <clears throat> when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
when the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. 
Mighty God, everlasting Father is what the Bible describes him as. Not just an ordinary man, not just a man who would take a kingdom and rule it, but God himself in the flesh. Our true peace, Prince of Peace. He is here. The light has come. Glory in the highest, the heavens sing, as the earth rejoices for the joy that the Lord brings. And I love that image that we saw in that video, the shepherds in awe of the heavenly hosts that declared glory in the highest and peace on earth because our king is here. Let us praise his holy name. Rejoice together for us he came. A divine scene unraveled that night as Mary and Joseph cuddled his child. Just think about that. This was a baby like no other. Swaddled in cloths, face uncovered, Lair King, the one who came to make us free. He came for the ones that have lost all hope. But we know that hope is not lost. We have hope. Hope promised. Hope because we have peace with God. We can rejoice for his purpose was pure love. Amen. And there is no greater love than this than he who gave his life for his friends. There's absolutely no greater love. The act that Jesus displayed on the cross was pure love. He gave his life for our souls. We are no longer a alone. Amen? Emmanuel. Say it with me. God is with us. God is with us. And this tonight, my privilege to light the final candle, and this is Christ right here. The presence of Christ has behold on earth. The promises of old have been fulfilled in his birth. And so the promises for now and not yet as well, for we still advent for his return. We still advent for the second coming of Christ, where we will not just be freed from the bondage and the grips of sin, but from the presence of sin itself. Isn't that something to rejoice about? And so we have reason to rejoice. We have purpose to love. We have everything that we need to be able to shine the way that Christ shines in this world. And so today I want to share my favorite Christmas story. Some may argue that the best one's found in Luke. Some may argue that the one in Matthew is pretty good. And those who don't read their Bible would argue that the one in, in, in Mark is pretty good. <laughs> right? But I like the one in John. And I want to walk through it with you. So if you have your Bibles open to John, otherwise follow along. John chapter 1. I love this Christmas story because it's one like no other. And so let's walk through it together and just remember why it is that we're here and what we're doing and who it is that we worship. Amen. John 1, 1 through 18. Let's look at it. Just as I started this little poem that I read here to light these candles, John starts from the very beginning and he says, in the beginning. And he means the beginning. This is the same beginning that you read in Genesis. This is not the beginning to something different. He means the very beginning, the one that was referred to when this whole thing began. In that beginning, the beginning of all things that were created, John says, in the beginning was the Word. 
And we know the Word to be Jesus Christ. Amen? And the Word was with God. Take this in. He was with God and the Word was God. Wow. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In other words, Jesus Christ, the one whom we see come in the flesh, was in the beginning. And nothing was made without Him making it. In other words, He is not someone who started life the moment He took on flesh, but the very one who created everything that we know. How amazing is that? That God, in His love for us, gave His only Son, that He would come, that He could take on flesh, so that it could be crucified, so that it could be an atonement for us, that we would be reconciled to God, that we would be fined or found in His righteousness. All things were made through Him. And with Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is probably the most encouraging verse in the Bible for me today. Because every time I turn to the right or turn to the left, it seems that this world is growing dim. It seems that darkness truly is overcoming. We could even be concerned enough to think it's hopeless sometimes. It's like we're losing this battle. It's like we're being completely surrounded by darkness. But let me remind you that the word of the Lord stands true yesterday, today, and forevermore. And this verse, John 1, 5, says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen? The darkness cannot overcome the light that is Jesus Christ. You know, we try to make it dark here today. We try to turn the lights off here today so that these would shine brighter. But we can't turn these lights off. And look how bright it feels. The darkness cannot overcome light, folks. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever turned your lights off while you're driving in the night? It's one of the scariest things ever. I've done it a couple times. She just freaked my wife out a little bit. And she does. She freaks out like crazy. It is something truly terrifying. If you've not done it, I don't encourage you to try it. Okay? But it truly is something terrifying, something that provokes fear. Darkness provokes fear. But the light, when it turns on, when it pierces the darkness, then we have this sense of peace, this sense of tranquility, don't we? And so this is the light of Jesus Christ that's promised here. And I love the way that John describes him in a way that really makes you think. In a way that's definitely larger than life. In a way that's definitely larger than just a baby. Right? And he says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. You know, today we can say this. There was a man sent from God whose name was Matt. Whose name was Joey. Whose name was Ben. His name was Don. His name was Timothy. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to bear a witness about the light that all might believe through him. See, John was not the light. But he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming 
into the world. What John is doing is saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. The light of the world is about to be beheld here on earth. And it's not me. And trust me, John had his share of, of disciples and followers, and they loved him. And they appreciated his ministry because he prepared hearts for the coming of Christ. But he himself was not the light, is what John tells us here, the apostle. <clears throat> the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who beheld in him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, Jesus the creator of all things, became flesh. And this is why we're here today. The Lord has called us to remember the things that have happened in our lives because we are forgetful people. And so I love it that at least once a year we take the time to do this, but if you believe and if you have been made new and if you have become a child of God, Christmas is every day because we think of the fact that Christ came in the flesh behold our sin, right? That we would be counted as righteous not because of our righteousness but because of His. And so, I love that He has given us the right to become children of God because the Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. See, Jesus grew up just like everyone else. As a baby, He had to learn a few things. He needed a mom. He had a special one. He needed a dad. He had quite a special one. But he dwelt among us. And he understands what it is to live in the flesh. And he can sympathize for us. He doesn't just stand in the throne or sit in the throne and say, oh, you guys suck it up. He knows exactly what it is to be someone who has to deal with flesh. But he has overcome sin in a way that's just remarkable. In a way that is like light piercing in the darkness. That was Jesus' presence here on earth. He dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The fact that Jesus came is truly gracious. The fact that he gave us his word is truly merciful. Because we are not deserving of this. And so this should not just be a traditional thing that we do every, every year, but this is definitely something that should cause us to really reflect on the depths and the riches of this, this moment, break our hearts. Because we are truly undeserving of this beautiful gift, this beautiful Christmas present that we have received. That is Jesus Christ. We have seen his glory. Full of grace and truth. You see, John bore witness about him and he cried out, This was he of whom I said, 
He who comes after me ranks before me. What do you mean he who comes after me ranks before me? Because he was before me. Because John's acknowledging that Jesus is eternal. He has always been and all has been made through him. It says in 16, For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. So when you go home tonight, and if you have presents under a Christmas tree, I just want to remind you of the greatest gift that we can ever receive, and that is grace upon grace. Because it doesn't just end with grace, but there's grace each and every moment of our lives. And there truly isn't a greater gift than that. Amen? Let's give God glory for that. Because that is truly deep. That is truly life-changing. It says, for the law was given through Moses... Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, Jesus has made him known. And because Jesus took on the flesh, we were able to behold him. We were able to see him. The, the people who write here in the scriptures, the ones who we know as the disciples, the apostles, they were with him. They walked with him. You know, there's this song that says, Mary, did you know? You know? You know, the answer is, yeah, she did know. Because it was anticipated. Isaiah foretold it, right? The Lord prepared us for this. And so this Christmas Eve, I hope that our hearts are prepared to receive him. For it is not just something to remember once a year, but it is definitely something to behold each and every moment of our lives. And so at this moment, I'm going to ask you to stand. You know, see, John says that John the baptizer wasn't the Lord, but that Jesus gave life to us, that he gave us the ability to be the life, because it is Christ in us that really illuminates this world. We in and ourselves have nothing, but that grace upon grace has given us the ability to be able to be the light of this world. So Jesus says to go be an assault and the light of this world. And let me read this. His words in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world. You, the ambassador of Jesus, the one who has received him, the one who has been redeemed. You are the light of this world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But they put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to physically see a representation of what we ought to look like each and every day. You see, because of Christ's coming, we have been able to be redeemed to our Father. And now it is Christ in us that really illuminates this world. Amen. And so what he has done is he has called us to himself. He said, follow me, repent, turn around and follow me and be the light of the world. Be the difference here. If we think we're being overcome by what's going on in the world, you're the answer. And it is Christ in you that's going to make the difference. I don't know why he did it this way, 
that he would ask us to go and be, be witnesses of what he has done. But I'll tell you what, he has radically changed my life and I will gladly do it. And I will rejoice in the Lord for he has made me new. And just like that, we need to go and share our light to others. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, those who are like givers, just hold it up right. Parents, caution you. You're responsible for your children. <laughs> right? And the light receivers, go ahead and tip your candle towards the light. And what I want us to do is I want us to spread this light. Oh, this guy's little light ain't shining. <laughs> just like that. Right? Okay, well done.
we love you, we praise you, we give you all honor, glory, and we're filled with thanksgiving for you are good. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. God bless you guys.